Welcome to Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. Thank you for joining us as we journey to become better, braver, and happier painters. So today's episode was supposed to be about social media, which we're still going to do, but we're going to change things a little bit. Originally, we were just going to talk about like some of the history and how the arts are involved within these different platforms that we have in the social media realm nowadays and how that's changed throughout the years and how that has brought our hobby more into the spotlight. But someone decided they wanted to be sick a couple weeks ago and now the whole world's on lockdown. So today we're going to change it just a little bit. We're still going to talk about social media but we're going to talk about how it revolves around the world according to coronavirus. Mike and I are just uh, giving this a try and winging it because we're still all in the uh, not knowing what the crap is going on in the world kind of thing. So let's just talk about some of the platforms that, uh, that we normally talk about and what we see on a daily basis. So for myself, there's Facebook, obviously. There's Instagram. Uh, I would say Twitter, but not really because uh, really no Twitter, does, no does, yeah, don't do Twitter. No, no Twitter. <laughs> uh, Pinterest. Uh, I sometimes I'll search through Pinterest, but I've done it for so long now that I'm starting to see stuff that I can find on Facebook that day, and it shows up a couple weeks later. So I really don't do Pinterest as much. And then there's Discord. Uh, a lot of us in the hobby world um, do subscribe. Or go on to Discord and we can share pictures, ask for critiques, uh, talk to the artist. If you're a gamer, talk about gaming. And that's been uh, a really uh, interesting and a good way to communicate and a different way to communicate rather than the slowpoke Instagram and Facebook. But not as cool as doing face-to-face. So, Hey, Dan, let me ask you a Discord question because I don't actually, I've never used it. Sure. Can you... Do you do you can do video and audio on Discord as well. It's not just a forum, right? Correct. There's forums. You can do uh, private chats, and you can do videos and audios. So, Mike, real quick before we start kicking off on how uh, COVID nineteen has changed our lives for the last week and a half. Oh, so today is March twentieth. Just so we have right. a timestamp there. Um, exactly. So. Uh, what kind of sites do you normally go to when you're looking on Facebook? Because there's millions of them out there. Most artists have them. But which ones do you kind of look at and what kind of information do you have about them? All right. So I actually did some research this time, <laughs> a little bit of pre-show prep. And so I looked at the main Facebook groups that uh, I'm a part of. I'm actually, sadly, about 20 of them deep. Uh, but these are the kind of the bigger numbers. The first, the biggest one that I'm a member of, and also you're a member of too, is called Evie or Metal. And it's apostrophe E instead of, you know, like the old Games Workshop thing. Mm-hmm. That just celebrated hitting over 25,000 members. They average 105 posts a day. My numbers on here are a little long because I just looked this up before I came in. And they are five years old. So that's pretty impressive. 25K members, that's an active one. And the interesting thing is every amazing artist that I've ever like found on Instagram or followed anywhere, or seen anywhere else is in this group. So Banshee, Roman, Richard Gray, uh, you, you name the, the artists, they're, in, they're a part of this, this Facebook. And the, this is also, remember uh, five years ago, GW pulled the stakes up on their social media. This was one of the original Facebook groups that came in when after GW did that. So it's been around for, for that long. Mm-hmm. 
The other big one I'm a member of is called Miniature Painting Tips and Tricks, and that has hit 20,492 members, and they average 59 posts a day, which is that's pretty good, too. That's another good one. That is another very productive one. At Bus, great group. Uh, it's also great if you wanted to try out painting bus, 5,600 members with 23 posts. Hobby Hangouts has 7,100 members. They're about three years old. There's a lot of really good big sites out there, a lot of places to get interaction, post pictures, get critiques. Um, that's kind of my mainstay is Facebook. I do do some Instagram as well, but you mostly handle that for us. So, yeah, <laughs> most of the Instagram is you. I, I look. I'm terrible at posting on Instagram on my own account. And so, yeah, I, I really have the focus and the ability to only do one social media at a time. <laughs> well, I guess if everybody has any problems with the Instagram post, I guess it's all on Dan. Yep. <laughs> Facebook is all on me. So, yeah. you know, but uh, also, you know, I noticed interesting too, when I was doing the research, gaming sites are bigger. So like, you know, the ones that like every metal is actually, you will see some gaming questions here and there but 99 percent of what traffic's on that is all about paint and so it's it's really a dedicated painting site which makes the 25k number even that much more impressive because when you look at some of the games workshop sites you're talking 30 to 70 thousand you're also talking reaper is at a hundred thousand members and so those are more like D and D and such like that. So I didn't. I wanted to stick away from those and just kind of focus on the sites that are painting, you know, painting specific. And so you know, but what other? Uh, are there any Facebook groups that I didn't mention that you're a part of, Dan? Uh, well, I do do um, a lot of three D printing uh, on my on the side. So I'm a part of a uh, quite a few three D printing uh, groups also. Uh, there's marketplaces where you can download the STLs. Uh, those have about 15,000 members or so. Uh, yeah, that number is only going to get bigger, yeah. bigger as it becomes accessible. And yeah. it's really and it's really kind of cool because it's just like the 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 two or three D two D art painting arts um, where people actually do the art and they tr and they sell it. And I think that's kind of cool that there's a place where you can do it. So as people aren't really trading like a uh, trade and swap um, website for like 40K or Infinity or something or even Star Wars. Um, but this is like, hey, I made this. If it's if you like it, you know, PayPal this to me and I will send the STLs. And I've done it a couple times and I've gotten some really, really cool stuff. And up on the horizon, there's some fabulous things that are coming out and it's kind of changed my mind on some of the things that I wanted to do in the future. Um, but, uh, that would be a future, future episode that we'll talk about. Um, right. so, um, uh, I think, I think that I, I go through and I click so many of these things nowadays, I really can't even tell you the names of a lot of them. And most of the time uh, we find that most of the same people are on them. If someone makes a post, it's on post on four or five different sites, which isn't a big deal because you never know who's going to be on which ones. Um, but I also follow manufacturers, vendors, and the artists themselves. And that's where it's pretty, it's, you know, it's a little bit more personable. Um, there's more direct uh, questions that you can ask. There's a lot of um, marketing and branding on those sites, which is really cool too, especially if you're like, hey, you know, I was thinking about painting this thing. And they might say, hey, you know what? 
look at my Instagram, look at my website, go to my Patreon. This is what we can show you um, without it being overly pushy. And that's kind of cool. Um, and also I've noticed uh, recently are also um, alumni groups, uh, high school, jobs, painting classes. Like, hey, if you're taking a class with us, you have like-minded folks that are in this group and you kind of know who these people are. And they're, it's, they're a lot more forgiving where you're not going to find trolls because these are people that really want to be part of these groups to learn more and to share their knowledge, which I think is fantastic. Along with those, I noticed in like Roman Laplace group and a couple other of those type groups, people actually post free tutorials. Mm-hmm. like that they spent the time they painted something up and they they don't paint for a living but they post a hey this is how i did this nmm and here's like six pictures and you're like well that was helpful that's pretty awesome exactly. you know because yeah. <laughs> you never know when you're going to stumble upon an artist that's like that you like and like wait that was pretty cool that's something i wanted to to try out oh i like the way those colors work how do they do that and it's a sharing of information so I think this would be a good place. Now we can talk about Instagram, which has different hashtags. Uh, you can follow your artists there also, but Facebook, I think, is the king on all that. Uh, Twitter, again, who cares? I don't really care right. a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> Discord is kind of like the you know the catch-all, but there are three other ones that we'll talk about in a couple minutes. We were going to continue talking about this and how this has impacted the arts. Uh, But one thing I learned in school many years ago is you don't look backwards, you look forwards. And uh, Mike and I have had some conversations about like, how do we want to approach this since we've had this big change in life? So we're going to jump in with this change in life. I've been on lockdown for uh, a couple days or so as more and more people get sick from the coronavirus. uh, It's less likely that I'm going out because um, my conditions and one of my children is uh, recovering from bronchitis. And since this is a, rep- uh, a respiratory problem, I, I don't want him involved. I don't want him to be out there. It's uh, some right. scary shit, people. Um, this is the, the beginning of it. I hope we're at the end of it. I don't see that happening since schools are closing, works are closing, cities and towns, counties, states are being locked down. This is what I've been working for my whole entire life, watching thousands of zombie movies. And obviously not a knock on politics because I don't like talking politics, but obviously Congress has not watched any of these because you know exactly what to do. Because all the writers in Hollywood taking care of it for us. But we'll find (laughs) out in a couple months when all that takes care. So how is how is facebook going to change what kind of changes have we seen in the last week where people are having to stay home not just here in the states but definitely italy spain europe england even some places in in asia that are seriously impacted by this and what have we seen start to propagate have you you have any ideas there mike is there anything that you can shed on i mean i have a couple ideas but well, the first thing I noticed was Trevarian hacky sacking with toilet paper. Um, that was new. Uh, okay. no, <laughs> that was. I don't know if you ever see, if you saw that thing on his Instagram feed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say the word proliferation is probably 
the the best way I could describe what's going on as far as Facebook goes. It seems like more members, more groups are showing up, etc. You know, you're seeing a lot more people having time to spend on it. And so that's a good thing. It could be a bad thing. You know, social media is what you make of it. So um, if you use social media wisely, it's a wonderful thing. But there are people out there that do not. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a feeling it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because every different type of community, whether it's a hobby community or a sporting community, is always a microcosm of society. But I have to say, in the hobby community, most of my experience has been way positive. And so I do have some negative experiences here and there, but those are rare as opposed to positive community vibes. So it'll be interesting to see if, because people have more time at home, if some negativity starts seeping out. I hope it does not, you know, but I, it's, I'm hoping that the community vibe keeps rolling forward. Well, I think... I, I believe the same thing. I think for the most part, most of us will move forward uh, and keep a positive attitude. Looking at this from an American perspective, we don't like certain things happening and we don't like people telling us what to do. And if that means going outside and being zapped by lightning, it wouldn't matter or alien invasion or the zombie apocalypse. People are still going to go out. I see them all the time because I'm one of those that likes to go out and see what everybody else is doing because I'm a people watcher. At what point does people's attitudes start to change and frustrations without about not being able to go out or not having a job um, or not making the money that you need to to survive? And how does that start to impact when someone says hashtag female space marine and everybody goes apeshit crazy about it and uh, we have World War Three on our hands? So I'm hoping that um, that we don't have any of these problems. I do foresee a couple just because that's human nature. Uh, but for the most part, like you said, most of the folks in our community are pretty good. Um, they're not going to just go out there. And there's not a whole lot of trolls unless they just want to pick a fight. We have a lot more things to worry about. And I think uh, the direction of humanity is definitely going to be hinged on what happens here in the next couple of weeks. So that's why we're here. We're going to talk a little about this, get it off our chest, because I need to. I'm sure other people won't. We've heard the news stories. We've we've read the accounts more than we really want to. We've seen how the response is happening or not happening. Now let's just sit and wait and see what's going to happen, because we really have no control over this. What is this going to do for the art community? For me, I'm seeing, like you said, you see a lot more people posting, people, you know, that have to stay home, especially some of our foreign friends over in Europe. Dude, they're stuck, stuck. It's not, it's not a joke. So what are they going to do? Well, they paint for a little bit and they're like, hey, you know what? I got this cool thing going on and hey, I got to hand it to the Spaniards and the French. They really know how to paint. So they're like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, show a video. And that's just going to propagate we're going to see lots of people showing these videos lots of people sharing what they're doing because one they're bored and two they're like hey you know what i tried a new technique out let me show a picture of it let me see if i can get some critiques on it that's pretty cool also hey let's see if we can start a new group so hey, there's let's a th start a podcast yeah let's <laughs> let's not start a podcast because no nobody should do a podcast no podcast are horrible man it's a time suck and i'm here talking to mike looking at a, a white screen and i'm not painting like i should be painting uh, so no, you don't want to do any podcast. Twitch is cool. Videos online, YouTube, those are cool. 
you know what we forgot to talk about youtube how could we how could we not talk about social media and talk about youtube and how that has totally impacted the art community and we really want to talk about that but how how is youtube how is that going to play out in the next couple weeks we have people that are sitting at home they're doing videos there's going to be lots of different ways of painting purple and blue out there and lots of different ways of doing non-metallic metals. <laughs> and I can't wait to see them all. Right, exactly. Take advantage of it. Right, that's really, that's the number one thing I could think of is more people put out more and more videos. Hell yeah. You know, that's a, that's a great thing for miniature painters and it, it, it boosts the renaissance side of it. But the other side of it, though, is we, while we, we haven't specifically talked about YouTube here, We've pretty much talked about YouTube in almost every episode because <laughs> we've talked to YouTubers. So, <laughs> yeah. like Uncle Adam was a YouTuber. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we've had some background in it. So, I think that's kind of why my brain, my brain feels like kind of been there, done that. But you're absolutely right that YouTube is going to start exploding. And I know that, like, even ones that are pay, which we're going to talk about later, the pay stuff even they're putting more free content out. And I'm sure that's to try to drive business to their pay sites, but you're seeing more and more free stuff come out. So yeah. So, so, so what, so what was the catalyst for all these extra videos popping up on YouTube and Facebook? Well, obviously that's going to be the coronavirus that has impacted all kinds of things. So, um, I like going to conventions, not just our hobby conventions, but I really enjoy going to comic conventions because um, I like comic book art. Um, I like meeting uh, B actors and actresses and sneaking pictures of them every once in a while, maybe even shaking a hand, which you can't do anymore. So in the last couple of weeks, uh, there's been a large push on canceling a lot of things almost into the summer. The biggest one that was impacted in our lives uh, was Adepticon. That's uh, a, a pretty. I don't. I don't even know how to explain what what the the meaning of that is. That's it's life changing for some folks. Um, it's a disappointment for other folks. Um, the gamers are obviously like oh bummer, but we have vendors out there. We have artists that depend on big shows like Adepticon. So. There's, well, and, there's, and there's, there's like companies that are launching Kickstarters too. There was like seven or eight that was starting at a dev, which is huge. Sorry. No, no, that's 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 important to know because it's not just the 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 art itself, but yeah, the folks that are producing the materials, producing the games that we enjoy to play, and how. So, what are they going to do? What do they need to do in order? to survive because this is definitely you know a part of that's their lifestyle this is everything they've worked for for an entire year if not longer for adepticon 2020 one thing and i'm going to throw this out there and if we haven't you probably have seen it but i'm going to throw it out there anyway because i think it's important is the adepticant 2020 and that was uh that's uh put together on facebook for vendors that that could use support because hey I'm always looking for some new paints. I'm always looking for new brushes. I like looking for figures. I like looking for game systems. They're all going to be in this place, uh, a big virtual vendor hall, and we need to support them because without them, we don't really have this hobby. This And this is going to even go into the brick and mortar and online debate to a point that if we don't support them, they're not going to be there for us when we have the time and the money to, to support them. 
So I'm going to, I'm just going to leave it at that one there, but the artists themselves, let me, can I ask go ahead. a question though real quick? Adepta, okay. <laughs> so there's an Adepta Camp Facebook group that I was invited to and I joined you. I, I, I feel bad for it because I wasn't going to Adepta Camp, but I joined it. With it. I got invited. I joined. Um, mm -hmm. And I know a bunch of people that are on it. That doesn't seem to be solely vendor. Either they, like it kind of has a, it's kind of a mix of both. Is there a separate one that's vendors only? Uh, there is a vendor hall, so the Depth of Cant 2020 vendor hall, and I have one. Okay. That's, so there's that one, and then there's a the regular Adepticon site. Um, but the artist is what we were going to get into here in a moment about how. Okay. They need to yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I, I just wanted people to be clear if it's all one site and there's or one Facebook group because I know that of uh, the group that I was that i joined was from linstall metalhead minis and yes exactly and she is the one okay. who's responsible for that um all right so so the artist i know we have the vendors section but we also have the artist and how are they supposed to get support because they have lots of classes that are being that were being done and conducted at adepticon and some other cons so i've seen lately lots of things happening in our little universes with uh with teaching and training so i've noticed an influx and in patreon accounts being created and also um free access to certain sites or even the one dollar and two dollar tiers opening up to say hey we know you're bored we know that you want to learn some stuff here's some sites you know, here's a bunch of lessons that you can take. It's only a dollar. And that's that does feed for later on down the road, but it gives people to do people something to do when they're stuck at home if they don't have jobs and it can tell it work. And it helps out the community. So we have that. And I've also seen a lot of Twitch. Now I'm not uh I don't partake in Twitch very much. Uh, I go on every once in a while, usually because they're live it conflicts with my working schedule, so I, I normally don't do it. But I do try to go back and look at some of the clips and look at some of uh, some old videos if they're out there. Most of those I can find on YouTube also. And something I've, I, I talked to Mike about a long time ago um, that I've seen a lot more opening up to also, which I'm actually, before I was kind of like negative about it, but now I'm kind of trying to I see, I see the importance of it and actually I think it's I like it a little bit more now and those are subscription sites or pay sites uh, certain artists will open up a website and then you have to pay to download a video or the instructions or to watch videos uh, either on a website itself or um, certain um, other sites uh, I'm not very versed in it so for me this is brand new. This might be going on for years. I don't know. Uh, but I th actually, I think it's kind of cool now because if there's something really, really awesome, there's a great technique or something, and there's a four-hour or five-hour instruction video on it, and it costs $5. For me, $5, okay, I can do that. Um, and it doesn't hurt very much. But if a whole bunch of people are doing those $5 ones, that can actually be a little bit better than Patreon, depending on how their structure is, their pay structure is. Because you might not want to uh, go for an entire month and pay $15, which is 
which is fairly reasonable unless you're doing like 10 or 15 different artists. I wish I had that much time. Um, or that much money. <laughs> yeah, or that much money. Um, whoops, that was me dropping my phone. Never mind. Um, That'll just stay. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time. So I, I, yeah, I dropped my phone. I put my phone on my car the other day because I was doing something in the trunk. And then I decided to take off. And my phone took a six-foot dive onto the cement. And Ooh. I just got a little scratch because I was about to scream and it was face down. And I was expecting to have a cracked screen and everything because I just replaced the screen like last month. So that really would have pissed me off because I dropped all that money to get my my screen replaced from dropping it the first week I had my phone. So about the pay sites, um, I'm probably going to say this again, or I haven't already said it like 50 times over that it's a pretty cool idea where you can find something that you really want a technique or a color or something along those lines, or even just a figure that you really like and you want to paint it. You pay a couple of dollars. You help out the artist and you get a, you get some cool instruction out of it. Um, I, I think that's kind of cool. I think that's new for me. It might be out there for other people and then learn about it. But these are two different ways or different ways that we're trying to compensate because we can't, we can't go to classes. I was supposed to have a class with Banshee here, uh, in two weeks, but that got canceled because no one's allowed to come over from overseas. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's, that's having an impact on him. Um, I don't get to learn what I need to learn or want to learn. Um, so that's something that we're going to have to just adjust to in the future. You know, the, the pay site thing is actually really interesting. Um, I have seen it in the gaming world and somewhat in the painting world. I know Beast of Wars and uh, Mini Wargaming. Those are the only two I can think of that are in the past. And I kind of get that um, Mini Wargaming had levels. And so it really, honestly, it's not much different than Patreon. It's just not going through the Patreon platform. But I kind of like, I feel like the the Duncan Rhodes Academy is kind of a new model. Where and I think like, that's... Just, just play a fee and go for You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's kind of what I was thinking. Because there's some other ones that are like, hey, you know what? I don't have a Patreon account. Here's a website. You... You know, you PayPal me five bucks or ten bucks and you get access to the video that you want. You own the video, you can download it. Or you do a monthly subscription, you can download all of them. So right. it's kind of like so uh, it's it's kind of like renting from a library or renting from a video store compared to I don't know, I don't know, like the subscription thing where it's kinda of, you know, I think they're different models. They they have different um the different attractions i guess right. one is already complete one you're waiting anticipating what's the next one's going to come up um uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if it somewhat evolves if more people do that to unbind themselves from patreon go their own way go their own site but i notice a lot of the individual artists who do patreons and stuff in that level, they typically have like a one-on-one -on -one coaching level. And that's where usually that's a lot of money. And, uh, you know, some people still have them, but I know like artists like Ben Kelmitz, he's got a massive wait list. And 
you know, there's tons of artists that have wait lists as far as their one-on-one coaching. And so I don't know if that would translate to future sites, you know, like, I don't know what the limitations of Patreon are. I know that people, businesses find frustration when they run Kickstarters because they lose a fee to Kickstarter and Kickstarter takes time to get them the money. And so there's all that kind of, I don't know how that background operates in the world of Patreon and whether or not that would cause more and more people to shy away from it in the future. If, you know, if I, the expense of everything keeps going up, we're all sitting here, you know, people are looking for jobs. Artists are having a hard time. Do people move more away from Patreon and follow that model because they won't lose the Patreon fee? Yeah, so you know, uh, you know, it, there's a figure, like I said, there's a figure you really like, and they paint it in two episodes and are five dollars each. That's ten dollars. If it was on Patreon, how you know is it in one month that you could probably get from? from 10 to $25, depending on the monthly fee there. Um, do you get the whole video, that whole thing in that month? Or does it carry over into the next month where part one is in January, part two is in February, and then you're double paying to get the same thing. And you're like, oh, the only reason why I was doing this is so I could get this one video. I'll, I'll translate that into 3D. Um, so there's a lots of Patreons for our uh, there's lots of patreon creators uh for 3d art and they'll be like one like incredibly stellar figure or model that they make and the other ones are just okay you're like you know i liked all these but that one over there is what i really really want do i do this for a whole entire month so i can get that one figure or do i go to another venue now 3d printers or 3d creators after a month or so some of those pieces will be put out for a small charge a couple bucks three bucks ten bucks something like that but you get that one figure that you want and you don't have to worry about all the other ones so i kind of you know they have different avenues and i don't know if that's how the artist how if they're able to do it also um like you said it's like you know i don't know the particulars about that do you have a website that you can go to and say, oh, you know, I just wanted this set of videos. I just want to learn how to paint this demon prince. And that's it. Or do you have to go through and, you know, wait for the series to be completed and then see it? But that's just uh, just not knowing because I just throw money at Patreon. I don't look anything into it. <clears throat> but, you know, here, here's I, I got to ask this question because I know that this has stopped me from doing more Patreon. I feel like a lot of these I'm coming in way late. And so there are several artists that out there that I absolutely adore their work. There's some specific point. There's a stippling guy and there's a, a, an NMM guy. I looked through before I, start, I, I I signed up, I tried to follow back to where the beginning of their Patreons are. And literally for both of them, it's like, 30 minutes into it, I'm still scrolling and I'm like, where's the starting point? And so I kind of get, I don't know, they have their own techniques and I guess you could pick those up in other videos and such like that, but I've always been hesitant to go in and do, like, join a Patreon of somebody that's well established and then I'm like, I feel like I'm lost already before I even started. I'm sure that's psychological, but I mean, there's so much content already. 
and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, and the new content keeps coming out. You feel like you're falling behind. It's like, oh my God, I went to school. Um, but I don't know. That's kind of stopped me from looking at stuff, like from subscribing to Patreons. It's just, I feel like I'm already behind the eight ball and trying to find where their starting point is. And so, and some yeah. artists are good about talking about that. Like I've, I've emailed a few of them and said, Hey, I looked through your Patreon. I'm a little confused at where, where would be my starting point? You know what I mean? Like what would I want to start? With? Well, some, some have of them, good, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You know, you, you go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say some have good answers. Some don't know how to answer the question and that's just human, human nature. So it doesn't make them good or bad. It's just, you know, sometimes, and also they may not fully understand what I mean because of English is not their first language and that's not their fault either. So, you know. Hmm. Uh, I've noticed that some of them will have a directory that they post that has like a list of all the videos that they have and then a link to those videos. And that has been super helpful because you, you don't have to scroll for 20 minutes waiting for it to refresh to find out where the video number one is when this one has a list of, you know, painting black hair, number one, number two, painting red hair, you know, number one and number two. So you can go down and say, oh, here's the first video I need to take or to use and then here's the second video and even if it's in other months and stuff chronologically it might be hard to find but having the links um, in an index definitely make it uh, help so here's one of the here's one of the pitfalls though I see about all this as as a painter um, is that we see all these videos we watch all these videos and that's all we do and we forget about the doing part so you have to make sure that you're taking time to actually practice what you're looking at and focus. Like like you were saying, sometimes you get lost in there and there's so much stuff to look at. Like today I want to do yellow. Okay, here's two or three videos. Here's a couple recipes. Let me go practice it and see which ones I actually like. Because I know that when I paint something, it's a thousand times different than what the pros are doing. Mine looks like crap. Theirs looks awesome. I don't know how they made the pink turn into orange and all that scientific artsy stuff. And it makes my head hurt to think about it. But um, they make it work. I cannot make it work. It has to do probably with a lot of practice. And so that's one thing I think it's really important is you look for a little bit, find something that you want to practice, and then go from there and start painting because if not two weeks are going to be gone if that's how long you have like some of us kind of sort of have you have to you, you have a little bit of time to watch the videos you don't want to spend the whole time that you have off staring at the videos because at the end of the day when you have to go back to work again or go back to school what did you complete if you didn't accomplish anything all you did was watch videos and you might as well just watch crappy star wars movies or crappy star trek movies <laughs> just to make sure I pissed off the majority of the sci-fi fans out there. People are going to try to re totally uh, revoke your nerd card. Though. Like, no nerd card for you, hating on Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, and Star Trek. First, uh, but, look, the first two but, Star Treks, awesome. Okay, maybe not the first one. The first three, the first real three Star Wars, come on now. That's golden. All the other ones are just crap. No, no, no. Have you ventured into the Mandalorian yet? Uh, nope. 
Because okay. I'm busy watching Patreon videos and being on YouTube and learning how to paint properly. I don't have time for that stuff. I watch zombie movies and yeah. oh, so here's another thing: Netflix. That that I don't know why in the last two weeks. I probably do know why that they have uploaded like every type of contagion virus movie that yep. has ever been made. Look, we live it right now. I don't need awesome. to watch a freaking movie. They're like, hey, you know what? They should have tents like that. Why doesn't it take us five minutes to figure out a, a cure for this virus? Because Hollywood's taking care of it and not the government. They're two different things. But that we're living it right now. We don't need to watch it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's my although, little mini. Although I can That's my always, mini I, I, it's all right. I can always go for some Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland. I just watched Zombieland again the other night while I was painting. Gotta love those movies. So yeah, those those are two of my favorite movies, um, especially in zombie in the zombie genre. But how have you guys? How have you personally, Dan? How have you been handling? I know you were stressed out because your son had bronchitis, but like, what are you doing personally to keep uh, let's see. from licking? You know, what is it? Was it on John Oliver's show? The extreme of you got to find somewhere between gargling bleach and licking uh, subway rails, you know, subway uh, rails. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually just following the rules. Um, I wash my hands. I try not to touch things when I go out. Um, you know, we went shopping. My wife and I went shopping last weekend and purchased a lot of stuff when things first started kicking off went uh because that was before so my daughter was supposed to go to europe uh they got snipped pretty quick and that night that was a night that the president talked and we're like holy crap so we made sure we got up early and we went and we grabbed everything that we needed to grab uh for at least a week or two and every once in a while we run out of something like ice cream or something that the kids are like i really need some chocolate right now because things are just getting stressful so we you know going out and getting that but hey i have noticed what people actually eat so they eat ice cream they eat potato chips they eat soup and they eat pasta because that's all wiped out and they must eat lots of toilet paper and paper products right that's what to say too well they um, drink they, they drink they wash it down with hand sanitizer and you know hand soap you know? they must so uh that was my shopping experience but you know where we're at it hasn't been too bad you know it kind of sucks when i'm trying to find ground beef and i can't mm-hmm. um but hey when i go to the local hobby shop and actually bringing that up i've gone to three places in the last couple days and they've been fairly busy so we have mm-hmm. our two local hobby shops uh game garrison and uh your hobby place and hobby um hobby town usa and they're all probably within a mile or two of each other which makes it fantastic for us hobbyists and i am so jealous of of, of where you are <laughs> there is nothing it's nothing up here that's even close there is a games workshop which is great but that's limited you know and so i have to drive well, the game 30 minutes yeah, the games workshops on the other side of town. But we have one of those two and a hobby lobby. So we have all these things and they've been fairly busy, which I think is pretty cool. But not cool as in we still have our same hygiene issues. We still have our right. we still have the same hygiene issues. And that's kind of concerns me a little bit. Uh but 
it was pretty cool to see that places were busy and they're all offering like curbside pickup drop off delivery stuff like that which we're going to see happen everywhere it's it's it is amazing like how things are going to change or to think about how things are going to change in the next couple years because we're going to find out certain things work and certain things don't work what people are capable of doing when they're not at work all the time what people are capable of doing when they can't be at a certain place uh people taking care of their own kids for the first time i think those are fabulous stories and i get to laugh at those um me enjoying the extroverts (laughs) me enjoying extroverts uh having a hard time dealing with uh my my serenity (laughs) because it doesn't bother me to sit in the house for four weeks straight and just do my own thing and not have to talk to anybody that doesn't bother me one bit uh but i know that there's quite a few people that are having a very very hard time with that because they need that they need that energy that's where they get it um so yeah uh, i've been we've been pretty cool we're pretty laid back um the kids are playing their games they're doing some hobby stuff we're teaching them real world things we have discussions hey you know what another thing is going to be family dinners coming back i think that's pretty cool we always do it at our house but i think that's going to start happening more and more often because you can't go out so you might as well sit and eat together yeah but that's actually been a mandatory thing in my house well we do six six days a week all right but before the call all this other stuff went on it was six days a week we had dinner together and so we made sure all activities and stuff were scheduled you know uh, around when we could all eat together it's, uh, it's such an important thing not to yep. be preachy or anything Right no, I mean, we all have, you know, different ways of doing things and there's not, you know, what's good for one person may not be the best for somebody else. But it's just uh, it's just interesting to see how back to basics, materialism, things like this are going to change. Um, and I, I, I look forward to five or ten years down the road to see what positive impacts we have out of this. Yeah, you know, and it, it's interesting. I, I actually, the biggest thing I'm, I'm upset about is I am in desperate need of IPA for my airbrush. I was talking, I, I, you know, two weeks ago when I dropped my son off at work, he works right next to a Walgreens. I went, oh, maybe I'll run in and get some, some isopropyl now. Like, nah, nah, I don't need it right this second. And now I'm like, oh my God, I can't find rubbing alcohol. Even online, people have started jacking up the price. I saw yeah. a ninety-one percent bottle somebody was selling for thirty-five bucks, and I went, "Yeah, I can wait. I can thin and clean with other things. That's I'm not right. that desperate, you know." So maybe I'll just run some old vodka. You know, maybe that'll just work. Thin yep. paint with booze, right? It's the stuff you can drink in it, right? Yeah. Well, IPA uh, is. Know. IPA is the stuff that we use to clean off our figures, our, our prints, uh, when we do resin stuff. So uh, I have quite a few bottles laying around. Some of them, though, are contaminated because I, I, I filter my I filter my um, my al- my alcohol. My I filter my IPA so I can use. So it are you running? So it's, it's not like you're running a distillery. You got to move. Like what is this mash? Yeah, the, the kind of the distiller, the distillery going on. Nah, <laughs> I use a coffee filter and a paint filter, and I just pour it in, let it drip through, and take all the resin out, and 
let it sit outside and dry, and then I'll uh, toss it. So I'll have leftover uh, IPA that I use just for cleaning. It's not good stuff. I have I have one. I think I have one bottle of of good clean that I've been using for my airbrushing. The other ones are have been used at least once or twice, but I still have it. So if I need to take a shower in it for some reason, I probably can. Right, a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> yes, it does. Especially if you're using like ninety-one or ninety-nine percent, that'll just take everything off. Yeah, I, you know, I had to strip some models the other day, and um, the stuff I was using wasn't working. I was like, you know what? I haven't tried stripping any of my models in alcohol in a while. I was like, let me just give it a try. So I put them in there with, um, uh, say, I had ninety-one percent alcohol. Um, I put them in my ultrasound. Holy crap! Or I'm sorry, ultrasonic cleaner. It was freaking awesome. It did a really good job. I was like, oh, okay. So that forty percent alcohol doesn't work very well. Ninety-one and ninety-nine percent. That stuff will eat the crap out of that paint, which is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to. I found. I figured out a trick with my Sotog. Is that if I pull out the needle, uh, and just put uh, alcohol in the cup and put it at an angle, it'll actually. If I and I just let it sit for a little while, it'll actually clean out the the tip because that tip is so small in the Sotog. That and I'm like okay, well that works. So I let it. I let it. When I'm done using it, I use a little bit of alcohol in the cup, let it sit, and I, my my airbrushing issues with the Sotar have gone away. Yeah, that's yeah. I have five airbrushes. That's the only one right now that seems to be doing anything remotely considered airbrushing. I dropped one of my 105s today and bent the shit out of it. So that one's dead. Oh, that's so rough. I, it's dead. So I have to. Uh, that won't be re uh disassembled and being used for other parts um and yeah. so my renegade my renegade is just painting like shit right now so the only one that's really painting decent is my 2020 which uh and now i'm starting to think i might need to get something else because it's definitely not producing the way that i want it to produce and i've had to clean these things like a lot lately yeah. i don't know what's going on because i've been doing a lot of airbrushing lately like a lot of it I'm sure my lungs are coated in acrylic paint right now, so I won't be able to get the virus, and that's cool. Well, maybe also throw in the, the resin from the printing. There you go. You'll be well-preserved. Uh, I probably will. My wife says she smells <laughs> it all the time. I don't smell it at all. I guess my olfactory is all broken down now from all the chemicals and the resin and everything. But right, And I'm venturing into the world of Gundam, man, so we're talking lacquer paints and a whole new world that I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do because the smells just for some reason. Oh, you don't have to. You know, so Vallejo has those awesome freaking mecha colors. Those are awesome. Those are really are good, and they're meant for for Gundam models. Mm -hmm. Models. You should look at those. They're they're already uh, thinned for airbrushing. They're super thin. Oh, um, okay. I, I like them. Every way they have a nice assortment. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I like those. Uh, Hobby Town has them. Are they satiny? Uh, I think they are satin. I think okay. they are satin. Yeah. Because just so. in general, I'd like to add some satin paints. I'd like to add a nice satin black and uh, a couple other satin colors. Like, cause I I feel like I don't like. I know people that put gloss in those shadows. 
to get that little bit of extra kind of realistic effect. But I think for me, that comes out too much and a little bit of satin in the shadows and darker colors. I think might just be these nudes. <laughs> no, nope, I want my shit to be flat, flat, flat. Uh, you need that black 3.0 then. Put that in shadows. Ah, you know, someone did a test. I saw someone do a test with one of those, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's just not my thing. It's it, it doesn't need to be like that. Just I just want it to be flat black. Look, and I know, and I'll be I'll be honest. I have black 2.0, and it's it's good. It is that flat, but I'm going to tell you that scale 75 flat black is only a notch or two behind it. Uh-huh. I mean, the yeah, I, I did a, I I got it. I wish I could find this. I went through and I did like a color sheet of Dan. I can't justify this in any way, but I have about 20 different blacks from 10 different manufacturers. <laughs> and so I went through and kind of did a color test thing where I painted it out, each one wrote down what it was, and I did three layers of glazing and all of them, and the, the two flattest ones were, of course, the black 2.0 was flat, was the flattest, but scale 75 flat black was was right on its heels, and Vallejo black, flat black wasn't a model color. The model color one, not the game color, was not mm-hmm. that. It was it was still there was a gap between that and the scale 75, but it wasn't it wasn't that far, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it, it, I don't know if I don't know if something like a black 2.0 is worth the dollar value, you know, because it's like a little tiny bottle and it's like thirteen to eighteen dollars, and it's wow, you know, and it's fragile, and so it, it yeah. rubs off really easily. So, but it, it is nice. It does. It actually really like when I just did a Martian landscape, like a moon landscape piece. The black two point in all the like on all the shadows. I gotta say that it definitely did increase the void of space feel to these. So there is some purpose to it, you know what I mean? It's gotta find, just like everything else, every tool has its, has its job, every paint has its purpose, right? Yep, yep. So we've been going at this a while, man. So what's kind of on your desk? So I'm trying to get back into my Sisters of Battle. Uh, I started looking around and I have a complete set of one of my squads. But I've seen to have lost quite a few. I think I sent you a text. So I have yeah. no idea where they are. I have so many boxes of crap that I'm like, whatever. I don't know what to do. So that was kind of like, well, I'm going to go find something else. So I had a Titan on my table for the last two years. So I am started painting um, some of the flames on it and testing out different uh, formulas for that. And uh, started playing around with just different colors. So I just went to experiment with colors. So I've really just been going back to the very beginning of painting and just trying to remember, like, how did I find these colors out? How did, how do I glaze properly? How do I put layers on? And just, just really just watching movies and painting, just trying to get back into it a little bit, uh, a little bit more hardcore than I used to. Um, I have a lot of fun doing it. I've learned a lot of, or relearned a lot of stuff. So now I'm just uh, just plugging along. I wish I could complete something, which I try to do before this weekend is over. 
Uh, we'll see where that goes. And then we'll see what next week brings, because I might have some free time. Uh, doing a couple prints on the 3D printer. Uh, been spending a lot of time on the airbrush, hours on the airbrush, just trying to to refamiliarize myself with it and to try things and push things and break my airbrushes and try to fix them and <laughs> crap like that. <laughs> so that is what I have been doing when I'm not uh, scrubbing things down with bleach and alcohol and um, run away from people that knock on my door. Which is really funny because you're like, hey, you shouldn't be really knocking on my door and trying to get into my house because I might cough on you. You never know. I, it's just kind of weird. It's a weird world out there, man. It really is. So what about you, Mike? What are you working on? Well, you know, before that, it's really funny. We had a solicitor come to the door a couple of days ago and I was kind of leaning in. Besides, I have I have very large dogs to begin with, so I kind of don't open the screen door anyways. Um and so, you know, of course, the guy takes a couple steps back when he sees the dogs. But when I open, I and like kind of open the, and like, hey, you know, what, what can I do for you? And he goes, oh, hey. And he like reaches his hand out to shake my hand. And I'm like, okay, uh-uh. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Not having it. You, I don't even want to hear what you have to say at this point. That's that's a big faux pas. Your sales technique. Hit it again. Try again. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I was just kind of like, you're really going to try to shake somebody's hand. All right. My desk is solely focused on one thing and that is prepping everything that I want to try to accomplish for the year because I find that if I prep stuff and get it ready to the point where I get it to the next point of painting I find that I will actually paint it um, if I leave something undone or if I only kind of oh I'll work on this model a little bit then this one and this one I get distracted easily and so the, my goal right now is <clears throat> excuse me and the way i paint i'm using the capital palette as kind of my deadline and so i want to try to increase the number of entries i have like i want to i want to uh, add an entry to every category so i'm working on a group of stormcast palette and protectors which are by far my favorite games workshop model so um the Leah bus from Ouroboros Miniatures, which is great. It's their everyday women line. I have a 75 millimeter Onobrigatia from That's Planet, which I actually was not going to do, but I have to throw out some props to, um, to Mike Proctor. Michael Proctor, excuse me. Let me do that again. I have an Onobrigatia from That's Planet. I wasn't originally going to do it because I couldn't figure out a base for it. But I have to throw out some props to Michael Proctor. Some of the stuff that he's posted recently on his Clever Crow Studio actually gave me an idea and inspired me. So please, have people look at other people's artwork, get inspired for sure. Um, I have a Leviathan Crusader from Dreamforge Games, a Slaughter Priest from Games Workshop. I have that Gundam that's staring me down, and I am going to do a thoroughly inappropriate diorama using Re Reaper Plague Knockers. Yeah. That's kind of where I am. I've got a lot of it prepped. I've sculpted uh, a certain type of virus for the diorama. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that, that, that's it's pretty simple. I'm, I'm getting everything to the point of Xenothal Primed ready to go cool you're gonna yeah. put the gumden in 
You're putting a Gundam in the Capital Palette? No, that uh, oh, right, okay. after, right, right after. No, <laughs> you no, could. So, uh, no, I could. I could, and I actually think it's a pretty cool idea from what I'm doing. But uh, I'm gonna do an I like a kind of leaping and an ice base with all these like shells exploding in and ice coming up. Um, so a little bit different. Definitely go art side of it. Something that we didn't see anything really like that when we judged. But the National Capital Model Soldier Society show is a few weeks after the Capital Palette. And that's kind of, I want to be done with it before the Capital Palette. They have a specific Gundam category. They have multiple Gundam categories. And so oh, okay. That's, cool. kinda, that's that I want, I, I'm more interested in putting it at that. The Leviathan Dream Forge, the Leviathan Crusader from Dream Forge is my miniature for the vehicle section. Uh, now I just have to figure out whether or not the 75 millimeter figure is going to go in figures or monsters creatures because if it's just going to go in figures i probably won't do the games workshop slot if it's a 75 if it's 75 millimeter it's going to be a monstrous creature okay so right so i want to my goal is to have something in every category and i'm moving right along actually pretty quickly i'm actually i am enjoying this more than i've ever enjoyed i still cuss my brains out with mold lines and seam lines but it kind of is like i have a goal i want to actually be prepped with everything by the end of march and then come april 1 start slapping paint down because even though i'm not painting per se i'm doing the part of the painting process and so people out there are listening who are stuck necessarily like maybe they're in a rut Prep some models, draw some bases. That's actually one of the things that helped me the other day was drawing out uh, the base for the 75 millimeter one. And I'm going to give you a joke with this, a total dad pun. So I, I was struggling with the size block of wood that I have that to use potentially for a base, and I couldn't think of what else to put it on. And I did not like the the, the Geisha comes with the base, and I, I just really didn't like the way that looked. There's a couple of scenery pieces that are on it I can take off and use. Um, but I was like only limiting myself to the size of the square. And so I was like, well, I can't just keep getting a bigger square, right? Because it would be on like, you know, <laughs> it'd basically be on like a cutting board. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm like, I have to think inside the block. Outside, you know, like it can go a little bit over here and there and build upwards and you know, I don't know, sometimes I get stupidly stuck on things like, you know, like, the, oh, it's a gaming base, so I have to stay within the circle or square or hex of the base. And, you know, it was kind of refreshing to be like, oh, what the hell am I worried about? Who cares? I'm not, nobody's going to complain about trying to, 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 like, go to base-to-base combat with this because it's a display piece of dummy, you know. And I don't even game, and I still think about those types of things, which is kind of but I'm really excited for this episode because we also have an interview with Dave Taylor, one of the admins from one of the largest painting groups. We mentioned before, Every Metal has 25,000 plus members, and he has been there since the start. And so that's going to be a great interview. That's a great interview to have a conversation about how kind of social media has changed over time and such. It's a little dated, though. I will warn you, it is before this whole COVID-19 craziness started. And so speaking of social media, 
Anybody out there have a Facebook group that you want us to talk about? We can throw out, we don't mind throwing out plugs for free groups at all. Hit us up at listening to paint dry at gmail.com or give us a comment on Instagram or Facebook. Also listening to paint dry. We'll, we'll talk about your Facebook group online. That's absolutely our pleasure to do it. Dave Taylor, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, so it's such a pleasure. I, you know, I'm curious how you got started and how long you've kind of been involved with miniature painting and gaming and such. Um, I started, I think, in about 1986, 1987. Um, I'd been, yeah, you know, those uh, uh, Steve Jackson, Ian Livingston, Choose Your Own Adventure books. I don't know if you remember those. That's that's yes. how I kind of first got into the the the, the gaming side of things, and then Merp and Dungeons and Dragons, and then. You know, inevitably someone came into school with some lead miniatures and kind of went from there and, and I started painting them and, you know, kind of carried on. I, um, yeah, I, I took a bit of a hiatus from painting when I started at university. Um, uh, I think that happens to a lot of people. I think, you know, they discover girls and beer and, you know, and, um, <laughs> and they stop for a while and they get back into it. Um, a lot of my friends got back into the hobby um, after uh, getting married, you know, uh, and their children getting into the hobby. So, um, yeah, it kind of followed that that path, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it was, th it was through role playing and, and and so on mainly. So, did you ever play? I, you know, I always want to ask this, but I, I don't know what kind of, you know, you're in England. I'm in, in the U.S. Did Steve Jackson's Car Wars ever make it out your y'all's way? It was this paper board game kind of thing where you kind of built up like road warrior type cars and not so much. I mean, we knew okay. I knew of it, okay, but never really saw anyone playing it or mm -hmm. had, had it played it myself. And then uh, Games Workshop came up with with Dark Future, which was right. the, um, which was probably a shameless ripoff of, of Car Wars, um, like uh, a couple of things. And um, yeah, and, and I had that and we played that. That was good fun. Uh, so no, I never really, I never really saw Car Wars. No, so um, I have to ask too, what, what made you kind of want to do the, the un, well, what's the best way for me to say this, the, the thankless job of being an admin on <laughs> one of the largest Facebook groups out there for for miniature painting. It was sheer ignorance of what was involved. <laughs> <laughs> I um, the I joined Evia Metal on the, the first day it, okay. it went live, um, which was the day that, that Games Workshop shut down their original Evie Metal Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the group then had about four or 5,000 members. And just suddenly someone popped up one day, said, we're shutting this down. I think it was when Games Workshop were kind of really reorganizing their social media. They... Um, I think they got rid of heavy metal from the magazine and everything else at the at that time as well. You know, um, so a chap called Kieran Clark set up heavy metal, um, and there are a few others that sprang up at the same time. <clears throat> and he ran that on his own for um, for a good few months, and and one day he popped up out of the blue asking me, you know, would I would I help out being an admin? And I had no idea what's involved at the time. It was really kind of stopping people from swearing and. Um, you know, removing posts that were about gaming or, 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 you know, put people trying to sell Ray-Bans and things. <laughs> so, uh, 
So I just said, yeah, you know, why not? You know, it's good fun. And and for a while, there were just three of us, Kira, Matthew, and I. And then we invited some more admins on uh, uh, um, a few months after that because because the membership just kept snowballing. You know, it was. It was um, yeah, so I didn't really have any idea of what was involved. So, um, uh, but I kind of stuck at it. It was good fun. You know, we, um, you know, we started organising some competitions and things, and it was, uh, no, I still quite enjoy it. Right. Well, I mean, you're up over twenty four thousand members now, which is kind of impressive. It's something ridiculous, like uh, one hundred and fifteen posts a day. It's kind of insane. I know, it's kind of mental. Yeah, it's really crazy. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, it's yeah. impressive. It's one of the most welcoming communities I've been a part of too, with with painting. So, oh, so y'all you. are doing a great job. You thank know, you. No, we we try and foster that. You know, what do you, what is the biggest challenge with this that you're facing as an admin or a moderator? I think generally it's it's about trying to yeah you know, maintain maintain standards, um, which you know Kieran when he set the group up said you know we're not going to have any swearing, which does put us at odds with quite a few people over the years, um, and sort of strictly you know no gaming no advertising that 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 sort of upsets a few people as well. Um, and trying to trying to keep a lid on any kind of trolling that goes on, a sort of negative or um, unnecessarily negative comments, because you know if someone says give me some criticism, there's going to be someone who's going to say, oh, I don't think this is very good. Um, right. But it's it's <clears throat> there's a, there's ways and means of, of 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 presenting criticism that's that's in a supportive way. Um, so that's because that, that's the challenge I think, because it's relentless. It's every day, you know, you have to stay on top of things. And um, I mean the the Facebook. Um, mechanisms that for admins have, have got so much better over the years so you know things like keyword alerts we know instantly if someone's dropped an f word you know we, whereas before you'd, you'd have to actually see it right. in a thread or someone would report it or they wouldn't report it to us they'd report it to facebook and then we get grief from them um so it's a lot easier now it's a lot easier for people to kind of flag things up to us or they get flagged up automatically um and things like vetting members you know we get very little spamming um but um you know you when you, you you can you can spot them when they when they try and try and get a, a apply to the group you know we can spot them quite easily these days so um it's things like that because it's just all the time it's every day right oh yeah i mean it, yeah i can't imagine it's got to be a barrage of stuff and now with all the different robots and stuff out there that are trying mm. they, they get they get more and more sophisticated it seems every day you know as well yeah. so that's I'm impressed that y'all can keep up with it, you know, and I, I personally, as a, as a father of three, I, I'm glad there's no swearing and people watch kind of what they, how they behave. It's a nice. I'm glad to hear you say that because a lot of people say to us, well, you know, there's supposed to be a minimum age for Facebook. Um, but, and, and that is true. Um, but, you know, we try and encourage, you know, sort of younger members to join in and you know, especially things like the competitions. Um, and yeah, when you you know my children look over my shoulder when I'm online, you know I don't want them seeing a whole exactly. cluster of of swear words, and it just it's it's not pleasant, you know. You can hear it and you say it. I mean, in amongst the the, the admins and the mods, we have our own thread, and sometimes we're like, oh god damn it, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, you actually have to type that. You don't just slip out your mouth. You've actually got to type that in, and there's not really good reason for that, you know. I don't like seeing it on other groups, you know, but that's up to them. Right, no, exa exactly. You know, it, well, it just also it creates a 
when you go into those words, it can create vitriol very fast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, instead of it looking like a compliment or something, it can turn, it can be very misread quickly the other way and start a fight. I mean, we've got very, we're lucky. We have very little abusive posting, thankfully, and comments. A lot of the swearing is things like, F man, that's amazing, or that's effing amazing, you know. It's just, it, right. But we just kind of, no, we have to get rid of that, you know. Um, there's very little of anything abusive, thankfully. The membership are pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I was going to ask too is since you've been an admin now, almost since the dawn of the site, because site's about, what, five years old now. And uh, uh, six years in oh, 20, yeah, 2014 it started. 2014. So it's coming up on its sixth birthday. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crikey. So um, besides just the admin tools, would it just change? What else has kind of changed? Have you noticed any changes that have happened in social media? I'm not sure in, in social media per se. I mean, there's a lot more social media platforms now. Um, but I think online usage has, has, has increased. Things like Patreon has really exploded. Right. Um, and... You know, so we had we one of the things we have to deal with is people wanting to promote their Patreon through Evia Metal, and um, because we have the advertising ban, we say, well, no, you can't. But we found a way around that, and there are a couple who do regularly post up content and and put a link to their their Patreon through that, and we kind of that's fine. We're we're okay with that. What we don't want is people just like spamming, join my Patreon, buy my magazine, do this, do this, because it just gets boring, you know. Right, right. Um, you know, and that's a we've been debating that about the podcast too, because we want to announce it. It is it's always gonna be free, but I don't want to overstep. I've gotten actually kicked out of a couple of groups because I posted I posted about it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so it, it's kind of a tough balance because you want to support artists, but exactly. you also don't we want to support, bog them down. Yeah, and we want to support small businesses and small manufacturers as well. Um but if we say yeah, yeah, advertise, then um, yeah, every, you know you, the floodgates will open. That's what we're concerned about. Right. Um, we have considered, you know, like if the second Thursday of every month or something is a free for all, but we've never really kind of made that work. So, um, but in terms of whether it's changed, I mean, if Facebook have made it a lot easier for us in terms of the admin tools, um, and. I don't know. People say to me that Facebook is a dying platform. Um, I, I don't see it because um, mm-hmm. our, our daily membership requests are, are, are quite extraordinary and the membership is still going up and up. Um, maybe younger audiences aren't using Facebook perhaps as much. Um, but, you know, if, if, our, if, our membership, if, if the number of posts per day was declining, if our membership was declining, it, then I know maybe I'd agree. But I don't I don't think... Facebook is a dying platform. There is talk about maybe expanding into Instagram and other and other and other areas, um, but I think there's there's I think the online presence of, of miniature gaming has expanded and and that impacts on social media. People are communicating via social media a lot more. There's a lot more online competitions that we see. Right. Hey, so I think that's that's where the changes are. I think. Have you noticed uh, an increase in the quality of the painting that's coming out? Oh God, yes! Oh, I, I don't know about you. Um, I, um, you know, because I was painting in my bedroom when I was fourteen, and you know, and, and I was kind of like the best painter in my circle of friends. And and you, 
unless you really traveled to to a, a show like golden demon you wouldn't re- or you know you'd only your own exposure to, to miniature painting would be in a magazine you know like, like white dwarf um so you'd be in this bubble you know um of what you think is good and uh and, and when i stopped painting i started again i thought yeah i'm still pretty good and then you look around and you think oh my god what the heck is going on how are people doing this you know just um it, it 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 beggars belief um so i think i think the hobby has moved on tremendously you know uh, in in terms of the quality and the and the and the skills and, and the styles that are coming out is there's, there's there's a great there's a lot of uh, development there um so it's it's constantly moving forward isn't it um yeah absolutely i i find heavier metals a bit of a rabbit hole if i start looking i just i start staring at pe- pictures for hours and i'm like wait i gotta i gotta paint i gotta do the yeah you, you got yeah you can you, you can be like that um and i think that can be intimidating for um for newer painters as well you know they we get we hear that oh i'm new to this you know go easy on me because i'm only just starting or something like that i'm not as good as you but here's my effort um you know we we you can't stop people being apprehensive about posting like that because maybe they feel intimidated by some of these these guys who are really really good um but you know if, if someone wants to um get some advice or get some criticism then they should be able to post it and and know they're not going to be get hit by a barrage of abuse like you know hey man you're crap well this is rubbish you know no give up you know right yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that once on Heavier Metal, which is amazing, because there is a lot of posts. I think I saw averages averages well over 120 posts a day, and that your membership stuff was uh, was something like almost 150 a week on average. It's mad. It really is. It's a good time to be into miniature painting, for sure. Well, I, the thing that I th- I think that the, the the thing that the online groups like Heavy Metal and other other painting groups is good is because um, where I live there's a there's a pretty strong hobby uh, community. You know, you don't have to go very far to find other people who are painting, people who are gaming, people. But a lot of our members are quite isolated. You know, um, yeah. and they don't get the chance to see other people's work they don't get a chance to enter competitions because they did because of their geographical location so i think there's a real place for um for groups like ours for people who are otherwise you know quite isolated like that and then um something that that crops up quite frequently is um people suffering from uh, depression and a lot of people use the painting as a, as a as a mechanism for coping with their mental health um so maybe they don't go out because they're sort of nervous or apprehensive or, or you know, um, concerned about that, but they find an outlet for it, for their creativity online, you know? Um, and I think that's really encouraging for us to see that, you know? Um, I saw it, I didn't give it a thought. And one, one day someone put up a post, you know, I was in the military and I was injured and I suffered from PTSD and I find the painting gives me something to focus on. And I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And they were just, hundreds of comments from people you know perhaps not from the military but from other areas who had suffered with depression so on to say yeah i do the same thing and i was really amazed i was i'd not considered that before and i was quite shocked at how many um people were, were using it as a coping strategy it was quite it's quite heartening that we're able to provide a platform for people to 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 share their experiences like that 
You know, and, and it seems everybody's journey is different, but almost the experience of painting seems to be the same. That kind of a lot, a lot of us go through all the same things, and it's a, groups like Heavier Metal that allow us to connect and talk about those things. While somebody may be a war veteran, you know, someone might have been through a massive car accident that caused them PS, you know, PSD mm. or something along those lines. And so, you know, it's a, it, I, I've always been really impressed and loved. Those are my favorite threats too. That how people cope with their different experiences and such, and I love reading those. So. Um, now, are there any posts that kind of drive you guys crazy? I mean, are you all sick of seeing uh, I spilled my nun oil uh, <laughs> posts? You do get those. Um, you know, they just go, I feel your pain. But, you know, we've seen five of those this week. You know, maybe maybe you should be, you know. Um, I'll go and go, God, those guys are so clumsy. And then I do it myself. And you think, oh, crap, you know. Um, <laughs> I think, I think um, the ones that, I can't speak for the others, but I think the ones that kind of, that, uh, me a little bit are um uh, hey i just bought these brushes these are, and it's like okay and or i just went out and got this and it's a it's a box or some sprues and you think oh, i'm sure you're really excited and we're all excited by those things but can you show us when it's painted <laughs> you know <laughs> or at least give us a work in it. progress right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so um yeah those 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 kinds of kind of oh, you know um and you see the similar sort of things doing the, doing the rounds as well. But I think, you know, we acknowledge that people get excited about that kind of thing. I think at Christmas we said, right, this is your Christmas present thread. Show us your sprues. Show us your box right. of brushes. You know? <laughs> um, get it out of your system. And then, and then, you know, we can get on with the, you know, get slapping some paint around. No, I love that. I love the Christmas one, actually, too, because I like seeing what everybody else got. And a lot of times it gets me. I'm like, ooh, where's that model from? You know, like it's it's almost like a pre-shopping network, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's also great, because you can see um, it's opened my eyes to a lot of manufacturers and a lot of producers of models that you wouldn't otherwise see. Um, you know, the, the big companies dominate. Um, but it's really nice when someone from a really small company pops up says, Hey, I've got, you know, wow, where did you get that from? Well, how do, how can I find this? And, um, and although we have a, a no advertising policy, if you want to promote something you've done, you've, you know, your company paint it and post it because people want to see it. Right. Yeah. Every photo of a painted space Marine is an advert for games workshop. Yes. So, if you're from a smaller company and you want to promote your new model, paint it here. As long as it's your work, you've painted it. Say, so, yeah, look, what, I've done this recently. There it is. There's your promotion, you know, and we want to see the painted models. Everyone else wants to see painted models. And then you can, people say, where'd you get it? Well, here's the, here's the link. Right. There you go. Right. That's, a, that's an easy way in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, you know, no one's going to criticize you for doing that. Right. Um, so criticize that's a good that's a, a good kind of segue to this when <laughs> i first started posting in um in everywhere metal and in, in other sites i was always nervous to ask for criticism because i felt like i wasn't good enough to give criticism to others like i couldn't be reciprocal um do you is there when i when somebody first starts out posting do you have kind of any advice for how they should approach the search for criticism um um, I think if if the way I 
approach it. If someone puts on their post CNC welcome, then it's free reign, you know. And I don't mean to be horrible, I just mean yeah, that's someone who wants advice. Um, if you don't see that, if people just want to say, hey, I painted this, you can go, oh, great, man, well done, you know. And and maybe to someone who's, who's nervous about receiving, um, uh, you know, sort of criticism, um, negative criticism perhaps, you know, you don't have to put the CNC welcome on the comment on it. And, yeah, just people, just people generally, you know, you may not get, you know, hundreds of likes. You know, you get some people, you see their model and it's just amazing. You get like eight or nine hundred likes or something. Um, but it, it, it may be a way that's just, just gradually putting in. There's the, one of our mods, um, I can, I've never spoken to him, but Tridge, Trivge, he's <laughs> from like Scandinavia. Um, he puts up the, um, Thank God it's Friday post. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people just put anything on there. And, and and if you're, if you've not posted up before, stick it in that thread because, you know, it's, it's quite a busy thread. Lots of people putting their stuff in and um, it's a good way of breaking the ice. I think just to, to, mm -hmm. to pop it in there and see that, no, Hey, you're not going to get trolled. Uh, and then maybe once you've got over that, you can maybe sort of put a, um, uh, a, a, your own post up afterwards um you know there are ways of kind of gradually easing into it if you like um but yeah people putting up things you know all the time you know I'll, i'm using this in a game you know and people and it's great to see that you know because people expect less of a gaming model i guess because it's going to get knocked around the table right um so you know people tend to kind of go yeah fair enough um yeah, does that answer the question? I'm not sure if it does. Sure, sure. No, okay, you, you can you can <laughs> gradually right. kind of get into into getting criticism, kind of feel your way around with posts like the you know, thank God it's Friday post and stuff yeah. along those lines. To get so, over but, posting for the first time, you know, put it in a comment thread first, because um, then people do see it, mm -hmm. and then yeah. maybe go move up from there. Uh, you know, and it's always interesting to me to see that first line. This is not every metal quality. And oh, my God, brain, yeah. my brain goes. Everything is every metal quality. Even the stuff that you're you're goofing off with your four year old, and their four year old's just painting whatever. That four year old's miniature is heavy metal quality to me. Absolutely. If you, if you're here, then it's heavy metal quality. There's no there's no minimum standard. Um, and if you look at those posts when people's, you know, Here, here's my four year olds, those get thousands of likes. People love that. People love, they go, oh, it's better than my first model. And um, a lot of the time, it really is. You know, it's really quite frightening sometimes. Um, and and those pictures of you know, like you know the dad they're painting with their daughter and things. Uh, that's fantastic. You know, we love to see that. And it's then that's that new generation coming through. Now, anyone who says that their painting is rubbish deserves a slap because you know we've all been there. We've all right. we've all been that person with the brush for the first time and it looks like someone's vomited on it. You know. Um, We've all been yeah. there, so you know, cut a bit of slack, you know. Exactly, and, and that, um, so on the other side of it, though, when someone posts and asks for criticism, um, are there any kind of pointers on how to how to approach that to give the criticism? Um, yeah, know. I think I I just the I would say well, um, what if you ask for criticism? How would you like? What would you want to hear? 
you know, no one wants to hear, no, I'm not expecting you to say, yeah, it's brilliant, but you say, well, have you tried this? You know, the, the, the favourite comedy is, you know, thin your paints, um, which I very well, seldom do anyway. Um, but um, there's no need to be really a negative about it. If you're just going to say, oh, don't do that or give up on this or, you know, chuck that one in the bin, you know, really, is that how you would want to be spoken to? And the answer is inevitably no. So, um, and and I think it, it's easy to be misinterpreted when you're sending a text or or um or typing something because you know like we're we're communicating now verbally. There's there's inflection on the on the words we're using. You don't get that in the written media. So, um, as you said earlier, it's very easy for the things to be taken out of context. But um. The, the best criticism I've seen is people saying like, you know, have you tried doing this or, you know, that works well there, but it's not so great on this part. You know, try doing this, try doing that. Have you thought about doing this? Just offer it as a suggestion rather than saying you must do this. You must do that because that, uh, you know, I've been I've been a miniature painter for, for over 20 years. And I hate it when people say you should be using a wet palette. I never use a wet palette. You must use droppers. I hate that because uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with the way I paint things very much, you know. Um, so, yeah, offer it as a suggestion, I think, and then people can listen to it or not. If, you, right. if you're, um, you know, people are concerned, but you know, about members being snowflakes. If you, if you, if you know, if you say you you're willing to receive comments and criticism, then um, then you got to have a bit of a thick skin about it. But at the yeah. same time. No one wants anyone to be unnecessarily rude about it. Well, it's interesting, too. I've noticed uh, it kind of highlights cultural differences as well. And so Mm. I know I know a lot of Western type criticism has a tendency to be softer than maybe Eastern criticism. They're more direct (laughs) to the point. And that's so I'm perfectly great with that because I sometimes have a hard time reading social cues. So some I. Sometimes I do need to be hit over the head with a hammer, um, but it's it's interesting to see kind of how that kind of pans out. And no, there is no ill intent on the eastern side or uh, in uh, in different cultures. They're just blunt. They're more blunt. They're more direct and to the point. And that's I think awesome. you're absolutely right. And it's easy to forget that. The other thing that's easy to forget is that English isn't necessarily everyone's first language. True. So they might that's not good point. know how to be more subtle or or to couch criticism in 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 a supportive way and you have to make allowances for that i think that's that actually is a great point that that not everybody starts out with english so that that's that actually that's a good way of putting it for sure um so i'm interested too with uh there's programs that or project i don't know contest etc and programs that y'all run through heavier metal one is the ad banger and I believe when we talked earlier, you said something you had over 200 entries into it this year. Yeah, I think we might have hit around about 250. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the, I mean, the judging is it, 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 uh, the judging. Time, it, it does get a bit fraught. We've um, uh, we allow two weeks for the judging. And sometimes even that sometimes feels like it's not enough because. You know, we've all got jobs and families. You know, you said earlier, you know, you're a father of three and I've got two girls and everything and a job. So, um, yeah, you've got to find time to sit down and, and, and look through. No, you don't want to flick through too quickly because, you know, you sometimes miss things, you know. So, um, 
you know, and when there's a lot of entries like that, it can take a while to 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 go through and and, and really see the effort people have put into. And it's 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 really quite humbling when you see people enter our competitions and the effort they put into it. It's it is really cool. We really, really enjoy it. Now, are you noticing also in in, in the Edbanger an increase in quality of the paints to, painting too? I think so. I think maybe perhaps as time goes on, perhaps people more people are aware of the competition and um, so more people enter. Um, perhaps um, this is just this is just my thought on it, but maybe um, those those painters who are quite established and and um, maybe steer away from online competitions. They tend to prefer mm. going to the physical ones. Right. Maybe more of those guys are coming around to. Uh, to, to entering online competitions as well um i don't know that for sure we've never really been able to break it down like that um but it's, it's encouraging to see more people entering because that's what we want we you know to, to, for it to and we've we've tried to open up the categories to um for you know this year we had a, a kind of young bloods category for the first time and and the rookie category seems to be you know quite popular as well right uh, it's quite hard to define that but we've always wanted to try and be inclusive. Um, and at the other end of the scale, of course, you've got the masters category, because one thing I, I dislike is seeing the same faces winning the same competitions over and over and over again. So we, we've kind of moved. We, if, you've, if you've won at national, international level, you have the masters category. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, we, we, we were asked to in, in, increase the number of categories for that. You know, right. so there's more categories rather than just one. We've now got three for the masters. So we're trying to broaden the scope of the competition, and maybe that's why we get more uh, competition entries as well. Right. I mean, it's it, it is that is definitely a rabbit hole of watching, looking pictures, because the work artwork that's put in for the the headbanger is just that's worth going through the albums alone. You know, the, oh, the stuff is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. The other program that this is one I've gotten to participate two years in a row with, and I absolutely adore it, is the Secret Santa. Now, who came up with that idea? <laughs> Sorry, who came up with the Secret Santa idea? Oh, that was of, me. That, that was you. Okay. I, um, I, I think I just said it. Oh, you know, who'd be interested? One time, and a lot of people said yes. I thought, oh, okay, crikey, you know. Um, and the first year. You know, was was a bit of a learning experience because um, which I, I assigned everybody there. You know, they were the Santa and the person they were, gift, they were gifting their model to. Um, and then because some people, you know, moving house, they had some sort of personal problem or whatever, they didn't get around to doing the model for that person. Mm -hmm. And so some people didn't get their gifts, and that was a bit. Uh, I, I feel really kind of guilty about that. So this, since subsequent years, I just said, right, you can only enter it if you've got a model that's finished. You send me the picture of the final model, then I assign you someone to send it to. Right. Um, and that's worked out a lot better. You know, we do get problems with postage. That's a, that's a big problem, um, yeah. especially internationally. At that time of year, I think I'm going to have to try and do it earlier in future. Right. Um, yeah, I know my first one, the person I was sending mine to moved. And so oh, I got no. it back. I got I got it back in the mail. It's okay. We got it resolved and we got them uh, oh, got their, 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 their gift. But, you know, it, you can't control every factor, you know, and, you know, not a, it, there are things that happen in people's lives, too. So but I mean, I've noticed I've gotten two fantastic pieces from people that have been out there and you know uh, so that thank you for organizing that because that's something no, that's that my I pleasure. The... the community. 
Um, and I'm really <clears throat> astounded with um, with people's generosity, you know, because I always say it's a single figure, you know. Right. Um, and I, I try to say I'll spend a maximum of, of £10, which I guess is about sort of 12 or $13 or, you know, 15 euros. But what can you get for that <laughs> these days? Right. You know, you can't get a lot. So I say, look, rummage through your bits box, you know, see what you've got. Um but people, you know, so I recommend a single figure. People sending vehicles and right. monsters and dreadnoughts. And someone sent a diorama. Someone sent a whole squad this year. Right. Um, people are just, yeah. uh, people are really generous. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really great to see, you know. Uh, one guy said, oh, this is this is my golden demon entry from a couple of years ago. I'm going to send that. Um, oh, oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's a bit of a mind job trying to trying to figure out where to to send everybody you know um because i had a, a message from some guys in the australian community saying well because it's so close you know, the, the the painted community there is isn't that big mm-hmm. they asked to be allowed to maybe send them further afield so they weren't sending it to people they already knew um, right so but we've had some more people from those territories entering lately so it's not been more uh, as much of a problem Oh, that's 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 very cool. Yeah, I noticed there is a pretty good Australian contingent on on every metal too. That's kind of cool. You know, I think it, it comes down to what I said earlier about the isolation because it's it's, it's, yeah. it's such a massive country. Um, it is. Yeah. yeah. But it it's a massive country and it's you know for really far away from a lot you know from mm. kind of the hubs of painting that are out there you know, and so that's that's impressive. But it's a, I always love seeing all the the data and stuff like um dan and i my co uh, co-host were like we've got like 20 listens in alaska who in alaska is living you know <laughs> like <laughs> that's awesome alaska is our favorite state you know like you know because <laughs> we're just kind of surprised to see because we can see some of the the analytics and stuff along those lines but um so the last program I was going to ask you about is uh, the. I know you you said you're not really that involved with the mentorship program, mm. um, but I wanted to thank the heavier metal people for it because I'm working with a mentor on it and my painting has skyrocketed in like a two and a half three months time period. I'm painting at a level I I that I thought I was, but I wasn't really there. You know, like you got kind of have that misunderstanding of where you are. Um, and so now I'm starting to paint where, uh, I don't know, where the phrases like push contrast and things along those lines actually are meaningful. Mm. And I understand what people are saying with it. So okay. um, yeah, definitely pass along to the, the every metal admins that they have people that very much appreciate those type of things. I will pass it on. It's not something I've really got had much involvement in. Lucas, I think, really pushed for that in the earlier days. Um, I think he's much more involved in in making that happen. So um, I didn't know we had there was much mentorship at all going on. So I'm gonna have to kind of look a little more deeply into it. But no, it's certainly good to hear that. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, it's my pleasure. And uh, so what the motto of our podcast is: uh, better, braver, happier. And so any advice out there for people who would listen about just how to continue on that path to be better, braver, and happier painters? Oh, crikey. Um, I think um, I th- I th- the thing, I mean, you touched on it earlier. People say, oh, you know, this isn't of every metal standard or is nowhere near as good as the people who are, are painting on here. Um, I think you paint that to, to please yourself, you know, whether that's, 
for display or for gaming or um, or as a gift for someone. I think it's really easy to, to look on heavy metal and see someone else is, is painting is better than yours and, and to get despondent about it. Um, but I think if, if, if you're painting um, to for your own enjoyment, then that's got to be the fundamental, most important thing, isn't it, to, for, for you to enjoy doing it. So that, that's why I'd say, look, just paint for fun, do, do enjoy it. Um, and then, you know, mate, if, you know, if you then, you know, if you, you really want to get better, if you, if you're, if you're hit some stumbling block or you're not able to, to achieve something you want to, there's, I think there's always someone out there who'd be willing to help, you know, people sort of suggestions, you know, if you, if you say, look, how do people get, do this? Or is there a tutorial you can point me out, um, direct me to? Um, you see that a lot as well, you know, on a, like um, non-metallic metallics. How do I get started? Well, people post up a link, you know, try this guy's Patreon. This is on YouTube. Um, but I think if you're not enjoying it, and uh, we do see some members who are kind of like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm not, this isn't working for me. I don't, you know, I'm not enjoying it. Well, he's back. You know, you're, you're putting pressure on yourself. And um, if you're not enjoying it, then, then, then you know, do something else for a while and, and come back to it later. Because if you're not having fun, what's the point? I think think people forget the word hobby sometimes. Yeah, you know that yes. they, 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 they what they're doing as soon as a hobby. So, but man, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. So, I mean, it really has been awesome. I, it's it's always nice to be able to have conversations with people that do things like give back to the community, like being an admin on a a massive site, which is such an under. I'm sure it's a thankless job, but do know. <laughs> That there are people that appreciate you for what you do. Oh, thank you. No, people do. People are generous with their praises. It is quite good. Yeah, we we do enjoy it. Thank you. Um, but um, no, it's been great to to talk to yourself and uh, um, and this this kind of thing. This I would I would when when else am I going to talk about painting in an academic sense with someone in Washington? Right, <laughs> if, um, you're right. The technology, technology didn't allow it. This is amazing, isn't it? It so, is um, wonderful. Uh, I hope long might continue. Dan and I would like to thank Dave Taylor from Evier Metal for joining us. Again, join the Facebook group at Evier Metal. You're going to have to answer some questions because it's not a heavy metal rock site, but you know what? There's a lot of heavy metal rockers that are on the site with the quality of paint jobs that are out. And with that, we're going to go ahead and put this to a close. Uh, it's super late, and we've all stayed up and watched the news and painted and all that kind of crap. Now it's time to rest a little bit before tomorrow's exciting news or whatever that happens to be. Uh, our next episode, we're hoping to have uh, a talk about brushes. Um, not necessarily how to use them, but kind of like what some of our favorites are and some of our experiences that we've had with them. So in this horrible time, of the COVID-19 virus going out there. It actually is an excellent opportunity to become better, braver, and happier. Pick up the brush, pick up an airbrush, get on social media, interact with people safely. Until next time. Be safe out there, everybody. See ya. Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPDWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. 
Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.